0: People I like, listen to you, like every day, and they just yeah, the rotation. Right. yeah. But even like since the Dolphins start losing, I stopped listening to Labadad. I have not listened to any sports podcast. I just stop. I just is looking I, out I, for strictly basketball. If it ain't strictly basketball, don't don't, don't bring it to me. I'm speaking serious. of strictly basketball, welcome to the <laughs> Casuals Basketball <laughs> Podcast. What a 10th year so network. We watch so you don't <laughs> have to see a joint intro it's like how people used to sing in choirs i was about to say so you go in 90s r&b yes, to the yes. floor now? boys to men i don't know <laughs> i don't know if that's the move to, no, to bring no. things back but definitely not this this has quietly been or it's shaping up to quietly be one of the greatest nba seasons of our lifetime and nobody's really paying attention to it. And I know there's going to be a stereotypical this is all happening before the all-star break. The NFL is still going on, college football is still going on. All of that is king. Basketball takes a back burner to that. And we talked about this with the Christmas Day numbers, and it's obvious how much of a boxy basketball takes. But the numbers players are putting up the the race for MVP, the party in the league where nobody really knows who the top dog is, and that changes from week to week. This is an incredible NBA season that we just don't care about. I think you know what this feels like. You know when you play in 2K and you sim in through a season and you look at, like, wait, this person is an all-star? This team is first in the division? That's what it's like when I look and see the Pelicans – Uh. Off at number one this late in the season, it feels like a sim season uh, in the NBA. And you're completely right about the stats people are putting up. And I think a part of this reason that players are putting up these kinds of stats is that these players, uh, no offense to the older generations, but more of them work harder on their game and come up, come back with new and different stuff. (laughs) And I honestly believe that. And what what I mean by that is that I feel that these players get less distracted or they know how to manage because they've been through this social media attention deficit era, that all this shit has been going on around them and they still working on their game. And then the best players are getting better. And that's why we see video game numbers In an era where basketball uh, defense is better. And like, yes, we don't have the hard 80s fouls. And I saw a stat today. I don't know if you saw it. Whereas, like, this is the most points per game since 85. And 85 is the like the 80s is the year people thought that defense was king. It was like, no, that defense is actually trash. Trash, Everybody actually totally, everybody totally forgets all the teams that was running up the numbers in the 80s. Maybe even the teams that weren't winning all the time because the Nuggets and the Bullets used to put up some astronomical numbers that you wouldn't believe. They just weren't one of the best teams, but it happened in the 80s. And to, to go to further to your point of what you were saying about how differently things are and how skilled these guys are, think of the fact that it was revolutionary to everybody that Jordan had a trainer and a skills trainer, and now literally rappers have skills trainers that train NBA guys. So that, why that's where we, we're at now. Why did we know Jordan's trainer's name? But yeah. no one else did. And like, remember the, the era when everyone was just going to Elijah Wan for training and not like an actual trainer? What a scam. I What a scam that was. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen.
1: <laughs> they um, would be
0: there for a few weeks. First of all, there's nobody that ever actually learned how to dream shake because I feel like that's like Barry Bones trying to teach people how to hit. Yeah. You're not going to teach people how to do that because they just can't do that. And I get the idea behind it. And yes, I'm sure people did improve on their footwork. But the idea that going to Elijah for a couple of weeks was going to turn you into that was one of the best scams in the early 2000s. These like, are the people that, who would uh, respond to like, yo, this is a Nigerian prince getting ready to send his money off. Those are the same know. kind of people going to Hakeem Olajuwon for the service. Right. But yeah, so that's that's what I think it our... is with the, with the actual video game numbers that we're seeing. And we're going to see it in, we, we're not seeing it in records because of the parody, but we're seeing it in individual stats. So let's get to our first segment. We like to call "You Got a Life." You may have missed this. A part of being in casual is you cannot possibly keep pace with the NBA schedule over the course of every single night unless you have a little action on people. <clears throat> yes, as you and should. So one one of the nights that you missed, and a big part of the fact that you missed <laughs> this was everything that happened with Kamlin in the. Bills Bengals game and so of course nobody was paying attention to basketball this is the one night there was a good reason for you to not pay attention but it just so happened that across the board in the league were some of the most astronomical numbers in this season so far and I think a lot of people missed it what you missed was Donovan Mitchell having a historic performance dropping 71 points 11 assists eight rebounds in a ridiculous comeback You miss Clay Thompson dropping 54 and hitting 10 threes when everyone was just throwing dirt on his name the entire season. You miss Joel Embiid going for 42 and 11. You miss LeBron going for his second consecutive 40 point game, 43 and 11 and six assists. You miss DeMar DeRozan scoring 44. Luca, actually, an off night for him. You never see Luca this far down the list. Luca only had 39, 12, and eight. Yeah, it's tough. Trade. Trey Young had thirty and fourteen. Uh, Katie Rash. went for twenty five and eleven. <laughs> but it was just straight up and down across. Trey Young and Dejounte Murray had double doubles in in the Hawks backcourt. It was this Why kind be of better? night in the NBA. Keevon Looney had fourteen and twenty. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> this was this was the night. Like the Hawks had uh extremely great fantasy performance because I mentioned Trey Young and Devonte DeJounte Murray, both having double doubles. And then you had John Collins in the front court, uh, getting 25 and 13. Like that was the kind of night this was in the NBA and nobody could pay attention to Donovan Mitchell having the greatest night. A lot of us had ever seen. And we can't forget that this comes off the heel of Luca doing something. We thought we'd never see again, just a couple weeks ago. So that's where I want to draw my comparison because the football thing, that's a whole other podcast. And I'm sure we'll pick up on the football podcast during the playoffs when actual real teams are playing. Um, But I have to say this about the Donovan Mitchell thing. (laughs) My first reaction (laughs) was, hey, if that was Luca, people would have been freaking out. But I know the circumstances of the night made it completely different. But that I, I think I, I saw the stat that Will Chamberlain was responsible for like 100 and something points and Donovan Mitchell is the second most responsible for a team's points ever. And I love like the outsides, even though that was what was happening in the NFL. And uh, the thing that I, I took away is like the hot takes right away. And I know people are trolling when someone's like, Donovan Mitchell, greatest cab ever. And that just made me laugh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. But... I thought, like, when you put his numbers versus uh, Lucas numbers, and then I, I was like, yo, Mitchell killed it. But then I was like, damn, 20 rebounds? That's a lot of fucking rebounds. Dog. 60, 20, yeah. and 10 is insane. Yo, but, but the, the, the 11 Mitchell assists Knight, to go yeah. with his 71 points, so That's what gets me, the 11 assists, because... If you you put up that amount of shots, and this was this actually came in the flow of the game because as mm-hmm. you may know, I always have a little, little action on some, and I gave up on this part of the parlay because I I saw a Cavs down by twenty, and I was like, why is this happening? Why are the Cavs yeah. down by twenty to the Bulls? Whatever. So I gave up on that game. Wasn't paying attention at all. Everything else throughout the course of the night happened. And then I just see Twitter in the middle of all the Hamlin stuff going on. I see Twitter start to talk about Donovan Mitchell. So it was like two conversations going on at once. I checked the box score. Game is headed into overtime. Donovan Mitchell's north of 60. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Yo, what a Honestly, what a tremendous trade by the Cavs. It yeah. could not have worked out better. And for all the people who were hemming and hawing over Donvin Mitchell during that trade uh, trade season, you got to feel like an ass right now to be like, I could have had this person on my team. And now, whoever you are, you fucked up, except the Jazz, because what they're doing is actually they wanted to unload these assets. But everyone else who is possibly in the realm of trading away these players, yo, you you fucked up bad. I thought and this like- was the best move because... He, it was one of the rare offseason moves where he fit an exact need that that team didn't have. Like, it, it was perfect for both of them. It was perfect for him and the team that he was headed to because they needed a primary wing scorer. He is that guy. They needed somebody. They already have a great defensive team. All he has to do is go get buckets, facilitate from time to time. And that's exactly what he did. Well, imagine him in MSG. That's insanity. And the Knicks were right there. They had the trade and didn't pull it didn't pull the trigger. But uh, to bring it back to the video game numbers, Luca and Jokic have been doing this for a while. And I saw another meme. I'm just going to be reciting NBA memes because they create the best memes uh, from Pocahontas where the Chieftain comes out and he says... These white men are dangerous. <laughs> There's a picture of Luca and Jokic. And it is right. so true. Like, they are just laying waste to the league. And I feel that Jokic is... Jokic wants to enter his villain era. And yeah. he wants to go for his Ivan Drago. I am a tall Eastern European who just... Like, when I saw him in a turtleneck and a suit saying how he doesn't like how the guys dress, I was like, oh, you're going for that demographic. But That's the thing about doing. it is, I don't even think he's trying to come off as a villain. I think people are just getting worn down by droning excellence, and I like to call this this is the M E Z conundrum, where you mm. don't understand skillful basketball unless yeah. it's all highlight driven. Yeah. Mind yeah. you jokic actually has highlights and when people he has talk so about many his, highlights when people talk about his game i always say you don't watch it you're not actually watching it. a part of that is they are playing in denver and people don't see denver as a legitimate threat but if you there's no way you actually watch that man play basketball you see him dominate in all phases of the game and do uh, not, come not, away all. With not all not all faces he he's actually a really good defender. It's also one of those things that Nah, that you just saw. That, wait, wait, great. hold on, hold on. You saw the Minnesota game or the yes, highlights of Minnesota? <laughs> yes, I did. That is dog. No, 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 no. no, can't I, we I get it. It. can't we do I'm that with everyone saying, though? No, but I'm not even saying that that's not um he doesn't deserve MVPs because of that. No, because he is amazing offensively like literally one of the greatest offensive nba players that has ever existed of course he could still win the nba championship if his defense isn't uh great it's just that he plays center and that's the difference if he was a guard doing this yeah yeah of course but i'm just saying that he's the center meaning you're the last line of defense and Obviously, rebounds are a part of defense. Jokic could rebound the fuck out of the ball. But, like, when you get trapped in those pick and rolls, and that is going to come to the end of the end of this agenda, I think that those video game numbers uh, are still going to pop, but is it going to translate to wins? And that's also the same thing with Luka, who is fighting for his life every night with this incredible usage rate. But he's the guy. But what happens when someone uh, creates an entire game plan just around stopping you, and your excellence goes from, I don't know, 40 points, 40, 10 and eight to all of a sudden 38 and eight, which is still great NBA numbers by any standard. But then you just but, lose the game. Yeah, you not you're not going to win. And the thing about the ridiculous Lucas and 20 and 10 game is that they needed every single one of those players to beat the Knicks. Like, yeah. that's that's something you've got to really look at. Well, you could say the same thing about uh, Donovan Mitchell in that game. Right. But the uh, the difference is the Cavs were shorthand. Uh, the Cavs yeah. at full strength. I think they handedly beat the Bulls because I think it's going to be the Cavs and the Nets at the end of this thing, or the Cavs and the Bucks at the end of this thing. But um, wow. in terms wow. of wow, what, what the, the disrespect? Yeah, well, well, we're gonna get to that part, yeah, <laughs> but, but just just with the video game numbers, and you alluded to this when you said Luca. Uh people were gonna react differently if it was him having the Donovan Mitchell game. Well, that take has been out there and it's been a lot of players that have been saying it. Players were actually the one that was driving that theory home. Like when you see Luca do this stuff, it's actually not as unprecedented as you feel. And people keep making the bird comparisons, but I watch slay and yeah. all I see is James Harden. Yeah, it's all the James there's I... <laughs> a James Harden comparison. But you know what the difference is? There, there's one difference. There's one difference, and it is not defense. The one difference is Luca doesn't draw the fouls James Harden draws. So Luca, when he scores those points, the ball is going in the basket during the flow of the game. When James Harden was doing a lot of that, he was getting 15 to 20. And I'm not saying James Harden is not good, but James Harden's reputation was that he was baiting calls out of the ref. Luca bitches to the refs a lot. And he gets – obviously, he gets foul calls. But he is not, like, in the same way that James Harden does it. And he doesn't – he isn't, like, baiting for fouls in the same way because he's a bigger dude. So a lot of his stuff is more contact. He can go in there and, and you know, sometimes bully ball people. And that's where the difference in the game is. And that's why, like, Luca's points – look different but in terms of stats yes James Harden didn't James Harden have like one stretch where he had 50 points in four games or 50 points four games in a row or some ridiculous stat like that he had several 50 point triple doubles the difference between him and Luca was that he didn't have the 20 rebounds that was it like I want people to know that no 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 but then it's you understand what happens when someone says no one has done this since Wilt Chamberlain yeah yeah no no that is going to sound completely different no, nobody nobody should diminish what Luca is doing. I just think there's and there's always going to be that at the backdrop of all NBA conversations. It's going to be marketability. We had this conversation in our group where I was telling them a month ago, I said you I don't know if y'all see it or are aware of it or not, but Luca definitely has face of the league type attach, attachments to him. And the the bulk of the players, especially you saw a lot of former players saying. Especially from Harden's era, mm-hmm. we're saying he's he wasn't getting this type of love. Mind you, Harden was in the MVP discussion and won MVP every year. But I think they're talking about they're talking about the media love and the social media love, which I don't think should be Hold as on important but to them it Hold is up. but but I think that like I said there's two differences one the way Harden uh drew fouls and and drew contact from those fouls and I think the second thing is that who are you playing with on the team so when it was just Harden, and he's doing that uh, yeah that's different but Harden also had Chris Paul on the team he also went further in the playoffs and those are points in Harden's points in Harden's favor no, pre- and Harden just pre- played and post a gener- Chris Paul yeah, okay, they, but I'm saying, like, let me, the same let me land the plane. Let me land a plane. Uh, like, yeah. So Harden played against a generational uh, Warriors team, but Harden's detriments were, one, the foul calling, which led to them having to change the way that they called fouls because it led to Trey Young doing a bunch of the same kind of Harden garbage. And then, remember, Harden got better at defense, probably the same way Jokic got better at defense. When there was um, full mixtapes about how awful he was, how he didn't give a shit. On defense and then compare that to um how uh how we how uh Jokic then became better at defense and i think like to the the main difference in the in the james harden point is that like the history with him is different versus the history with luca drafted by the team um is carrying the team has early first round success without major people on the team and luca plays better in the playoffs like Luca gets to the playoffs and plays better than he plays in the regular season. Harden got to the playoffs and did not play as well. That's it. Those are, and I think those are really big things, like things you can observe with your eyes and then things you can do by the stats. What did Harden average in the playoffs versus what Luca averages in the playoffs? Did we do we trust James Harden to do what Luca did when he took out Paul George and Kawhi? I don't know that Harden ever did anything like that. No, he never he never did, and that was always one of the one of the biggest knocks on him. And that was a notch in his belt that Luca got to very early on. But we're gonna talk more about Luca later. I want to move on to uh, the second biggest game of the night, and Clay. He's another person who picked the worst possible night to have this kind of game because he has been he's been really open with his emotions in a way that we yeah. don't see a lot of a lot of players, and a way that a way that we've never seen him. Like we. We know that Clay is kind of the free spirit of the NBA. He's the one that never takes this stuff as seriously as everyone else. He's the most chill person. He can tell the game in a fairy wears the captain's hat. But he was wearing his emotions on his sleeve post-recovery. And a part of that is everything he had to go through to get back there. People saying he's just coming riding the Warriors' coattails, and him feeling like he did so much just to earn his spot. And then it was not getting in the top 75. And now Steph goes down and everyone's saying, well, this Warriors season is about done. They've won like what, six games in a row now? And Jordan Poole has been killing it. Now, How I love- could I forget I the punch? That, that happened. <laughs> Jordan Poole has been killing it. And then Klay has this game where he goes off a of 54, 10 threes. And I don't know if you could find a single person that did not think that these type of games were behind Klay Thompson. Now, let me tell you something. You know, this this whole Clay Thompson season is and the way Clay has been interacting with the media. Clay just been to therapy. Clay just been to a lot of therapy, and then it's coming out where he's like really open and exposed with his feelings and his contradicting with all Clay has said in the past. Yeah, that's that's what's happening. When you go to therapy. It's like, oh yeah, I was I was like kind of wrong for that. My bad. And then he's come back with this. And can I step on one of the points that I had later? Because I feel like this is the point now. Yeah. The warriors are fucking slow playing the rest of the league yeah they yeah. are slow playing everyone and like you would look at the stand and be like damn these niggas 10th no don't believe that don't buy into that don't believe anything in what they're doing they went on a dolphin like oh four on the road and like was just getting beat on the road every time no matter what steph would have to go crazy but it's because and i think like we don't think about this sometimes as fans right But because the NBA season is so long, you have to work through a lot of the way how you play. So when you get to that point, you can rely on those players or you can rely on the play or like you can be instinctual with how you play the game. And some teams don't do that because they're young or they just feel that they have to be peaking all the time right away. Looking at you, Memphis. Yeah. And sometimes veteran teams are comfortable being like, oh, we can walk them down. Yeah, the Spurs, I feel like the Tim Duncan, Ginobili, Tony Parker Spurs taught us this. Like When they got to a certain point, that team was no longer as concerned with the regular season as everybody else. And when you've been this team that has so much tread on their tires like the Warriors have, and for them to be able to extend this dynasty, there's no reason that you could possibly think. And Draymond Green gave voice to this. And everyone was killing him for it when he said, there's no way we could get up for a Tuesday night game in Sacramento like we would when the playoffs roll around. That's I mean, the, the King's good now though. Yeah, but even even so. I know. I as know, a I fine, yeah, I don't yeah, think you yeah. can keep it as a as a fan, I don't even think you could keep it going all the time. Like me with Okay, I'll take me as an example with Kentucky basketball, right? I think the paying close attention to every single regular season game peaked the year we were going to go undefeated and lost in the Final Four to Wisconsin. Like, after that, it was just about getting to that point and then ultimately getting to the destination. So if you've been a fan of a team that's a dynasty, you ain't living and dying with these games every week like Dolphin fans. Oh no! Like, the, well, we don't want. To, we've, reached sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. we've reached a point of apathy. I know we've reached a point of apathy where next year, even if they like doing well, I'm not gonna watch. I could just enjoy my Sundays, fall yeah. Sundays. I could read really to go watch. I didn't mean to bring like them that. Up. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. no, 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 no. I have PTSD. I need. I need to go to Clay Thompson's therapist. But <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. like, I think uh, okay. We, we've been we've been. I want to run through this part quickly before yeah, yeah. we get to the next segment. Um, yeah. Something else you may have missed, Buddy and the Paces are actually good. This is a Bahamian-centric podcast, so we will always mention Buddy and Aiden at the top in the first segment. Whether we get to them later or not depends on the flow of the show, but this is actually a good team. And me and John have been talking about this since the season started, you realize this is probably going to be a playoff team. But, God, I wish the Suns didn't match that offer, because this would have been happening with Buddy and Aiden in Indiana. But this team is young. Halliburton has the reins. Benedict Matherin looks like a legitimate star, and Buddy has been doing everything that you expected of him in this role. Hey, Rick Kyle I'm amazing, you know. This is this a fun team. It's actually <laughs> a fun team. He's watch. an amazing coach. Tyler Halliburton is amazing, and I just had to say that for the whole Bahamas, it's great that Buddy is on a good team, and we need it because you see, you know what Buddy having him, a lot of the same Clay Thompson type vibe. There's a yeah. little fuck you. What do you say when he going back to Sacramento? He said it. He wasn't even in Sacramento. They were in oh, Boston. Yeah, they were yeah. in Boston, and someone was asking a question about Sacramento. But no, he was very vocal with this because you know they booed him every time he touched the ball when he went back yeah. to Sacramento. So and he imagine... said, the, he hold on, he said in the post game press conference, "I sleep well at night. I get to play in the NBA for a living, and I got a lot of money." <laughs> Fucking love this guy. No. <laughs> People don't understand how important it is to get to see them play meaningful basketball. Like, that's why the Suns' finals run was so great to me because I got to watch Aiton do that. And I want to see Buddy in that environment. Right, I want to see him in the playoffs. Just to see... Yo, Just we remember what Buddy was like during their uh, March Madness run. Just to see it. Like, some players just are different when they're playing for games that count. And I think that's the difference. Like, everything is almost different about it in terms of... You know, the co- the comment buddy made on one of our posts today, and I said, Hey, that's because he went in now. <laughs> like, niggas would have sit small if they was in losing it, teams and be like, Yo, they no. need a on this, but now when you win, winning, be like, hey, 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 let me tell you something top 10. He's Easy. so happy, he's so happy, and they they clearly are. This is one of the, this is like a young team having fun, and the thing about it is, he's the senior man in this group. But yes. like, he's the 30-year-old in this group. This is a young team that is actually winning and nobody expected him to be here. And, and when this a perfect it's the shooter and don't have to run and do all the athletic running up and down, uh like weaving through people. Shit, no, that's fine. The greatest yeah. buddy moment, honestly, like off the tip three-pointer right away. I was yeah. like, my nigga, that was that was, I don't it, was it was it was it was perfect because Tyler Bur- Tyler Halliburton has one of those dads. <laughs> you know Mm -hmm. one of those dads like i would be yes you i was just gonna say you John moran's father yes yes so i would i would fit in well with them right and it's just so fitting that a few days before they they show him in the tunnel talking to buddy saying just shoot the ball like i don't want to see you dribble ever just grab the ball and shoot it and buddy does that exact same thing (laughs) off the jump ball hey now you know that man was like you see claire's dribble what yeah, that's, that's, basically what, that's basically what he was saying. I don't yeah. see you trying to make no plays. And every time I watch the Pacers play, and you see what Tyler Type, you see what Halliburton is evolving into, you see that they actually have Jalen Smith being productive. And it always takes me back to this is why the Suns are going to fall apart in the long run because they absolutely botched that draft. They they botched taking Tyrese Halliburton at number ten. They wind up taking Jalen Smith, and now both of those guys play for the paces. and the Suns got nothing out of that. It was <laughs> going to be it was going to be a seamless transition. You could have gone from Chris Paul to Halliburton. Wheels keep moving, move forward with Halliburton, Booker, and Aiton. That team is good for the next decade. And now you don't even have Jalen Smith, who you probably could have played beside Aiton at the four. Devin Booker's hurt right now, CP3 clearly on his last legs because only LeBron could be having that kind of production at that age, so mm-hmm. I don't know what the future is for this team it looks like it's completely dependent on the health of Devin Booker and that's it, they don't have depth, I don't know what they have so we, we to the Suns now, right? And yeah. this is the casual Truthfully. podcast, yeah, Yeah. let me just tell you, I don't give a fuck about these niggas <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't. I don't. Like, I, dog, uh, go on. I, go I on. wanted. I, I, I wanted win- him to just go to the paces. I ain't gonna lie. I wanted to not care about them anymore. I the really window, did. they had their window. It yeah, was right uh, It's close. This is it's the window. thing about the NBA. Your window closes very, very fast when you have hiccups along the way, when people don't get paid, when there's issues, because you think that, okay, you had a great season, but your season is never static. And the offseason is never static. And while you remain packed because you think like, oh, okay, we're good. We made the finals. We could do this again. Everyone else gets better because everyone else says, oh, we could take them. We could take them if we change this, this, and this. And that is what's happened to the Phoenix Suns. And, yes, Devin Booker uh, is injured. And now uh, these, what's it, four weeks he's going to be out is going to lead to them dropping in the standings. But even if they were at the, like, higher up in the standards i didn't have faith that they could get it done i will be completely honest with you the playoffs were going to come and chris paul was going to be um listen great dude great great family man plays really well but he is not LeBron James in terms of longevity. And when the playoffs come and the deeper they get, the harder it's going to be. And that's why I thought like, oh, the Suns moment could be done unless they do something different or unless Bridges has a big jump or unless Cam Johnson has a big jump or they both happen at the same time. But to to the Warriors point that I made earlier, can those things get fixed along the season? Sure they can. I'm just saying, I don't care. And this is a casuals podcast. I don't have to watch it. It could happen, yes. Do I think it's going to happen? No. It's they went a year too long with the Jay Crowder thing. They never address depth in a whole lot of positions. The relationship between Monty Williams and DeAndre Ayton clearly Robert is not what it was. <laughs> then you had that whole. It was all all of this was happening under a cloud of racism, which I guess that's what you could call America in general. It's all happening <laughs> under a cloud of racism. But- <laughs> Like, no, like, no, no. Yes. Yeah, no, no. We should actually. We need a podcast called A Cloud of Racism." Maybe <laughs> just talk about what's of, happening in America. A cloud of racism. <laughs> it's always like I have Tenet playing in the background, and the TV is a scene with uh, John David Washington, this Indian woman, and somehow in my mind is like cloud of racism. It's like Christopher Nolan probably had to fight for this scene in the movie. It's like oh, it's just a cloud. Like someone was like, we couldn't put them in Switzerland. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a break. We'll be back with segment B, because you were casual, after these messages. It's a thing that Zach Harper does. We don't actually have Okay, messages. okay, I did. I was like, wait a back so a part of being a casual is there are things that and kari alluded to this in the last segment when he talked about the Suns, but there are things that take you away from paying attention to a full nba slate of basketball every single night it's an 82 game season it's a track yeah. i mean yeah. the playoffs go on for like two months so the season itself is a track it's a part of the reason why we can't be fully invested until february for the most part but yeah The first thing that keeps you away from the NBA every night, uh, less of a problem for me now, work. I was about to say, I'd be worried for you niggas if this is all he was talking about and doing if you're not working in basketball or working in basketball media. I hope you're doing something else, honest to God. But yes, work will take you away from it. And I remember, uh, so my first game of the year was the Raptors-Celtics game that didn't happen until, um, I think, early December. And because the season was going on and I just didn't even look up to buy tickets or look to see who was going. But all I was thinking, because like, um, oh shit, I kind of want to see, weirdly enough, I kind of want to see the Kings play or I want to see the Pacers because I know the Pacers come in there twice. No, I- where does it Then you probably know more now about Kings basketball than you did before. (laughs) So infuriating. But I was just like, oh, they're doing well. Like, let me see them. But like, obviously like a buddy playing, I'm going to try to go to that game. Uh, the Celtics game I wanted to go to avoid all Laker and um, Laker and Warriors games in Toronto because and this is my take that I told to uh, hoop chat uh, group on Instagram it's like oh I think the Raptors get like a four to eight game uh, float in any NBA season because some of the big West Coast teams are just going to sit there people instead of make them come to Toronto. So I still have not seen Steph Curry play in Toronto. Toronto hasn't seen Steph Curry play in Toronto since the finals. <laughs> like, wow. There's always one Laker who doesn't play in Toronto. So they're always like, when and it's to Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Usually, Gosh. but I don't think LeBron even played the, the last time. I don't think so. Um, I, I don't remember, but I obviously he did hang up with Drake. Cause that's what he does uh, yeah. when he comes here. So, I I think that's really weird now. Yeah, things will get in your way of actually going or paying attention to the NBA season. Work is always going to be number one. And I'm just going to go flip to number two on your
1: list. I
0: I assume you put that there for me because if there was a record kept of who is the best at just missing out on every single parlay by one. You cannot convince me that there's anybody on the planet better than mm. me.
1: Yeah. I
0: and let me tell you, what did it for me. And this is a recent one, so I'll nah, give you the, the best. go. I'll yeah. give you the best one that I yeah. recently, and this was just the other day. Tulane and USC. Mm. So much stats. How oh, you could oh, you could not win that one? <laughs> they had they literally had all the stats in that game. I, Only I, g- <laughs> I, I, I literally checked my phone because I think I, I I think I happened to be by right them at the time. Um, they was nagging me to bring cars in there or whatever. And so I kind of got disconnected from it. And you know, I was just checking back and back and forth. The last time I checked, USC was up by two touchdowns. I think just over five minutes left to play. And so I breathed a sigh of relief. I was like, I haven't got to look at this no more. Caleb Williams already put this one to bed. Mm. And then I checked it again and my balance didn't update. And I was like, why am I is in an update? The game mm. should be over. Tulane mm. wins 46-45. Where oh. is Tulane? Where is Tulane? New Orleans. Oh. Louisiana. Oh. Somewhere. I don't know. We get beat from Zion, boys. I... So that's I what don't... happens. Like, you got to pay attention to all legs of your parlay. The NBA may not always be in it. And that kind of mm-hmm. keeps you away from paying attention. Now, if you do, if you have... Now, I'll tell you this. If you got prop bets... On several games at once, then you become the greatest fan ever because you are connected to everything that's going on. I will not get close to that until I think around playoff time. <laughs> I did so poorly during the NBA season. I was like, I'm not recharging this account. I go wait until the playoffs. I can't be. I can't rely on these dead niggas in my head. <laughs> I was like, let me wait until the playoffs, that I know is just good versus good. And then that's what I'm betting on. Then I feel like I have a better read of that situation. Sometimes that's tough to get a gauge on numbers, though. Dog, sometimes, then, you these, now, sometimes you need I these... Sometimes you need these games. be okay with that. You know what my greatest... Oh. <laughs> I'll be okay with that. You know what my beat was that, like, really pissed me off? You know that the Ravens game that Dolphin fans, fans were very happy and very excited about? I yeah. hit... Two were over, Hill over, Waddle over. I think Kaseki over. You know who I needed? Chase Edmonds. Mm. Know how much I needed? Ten more yards. Ten mm. more yards. We could, Yeah, and they was just like, no, mm. no. And I was just like, are you serious? And that put me on a a Mike McDaniel's level losing streak for the rest of the year after that bad beat, and I have never recovered from that. And I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. I love- I live there. I can't believe you put watching the dolphins lose on this list. How much? I don't want to spend too much time on this. I no, just, but you say because you were casual. That's what you do. And I played yeah. less attention to the NBA season because these sorry fucks. And like because that, we put so it. much time and effort into not just watching the games because that is not where all the time and effort goes. That's three hours on a Sunday. The that's time nothing. and effort goes into following every single storyline the entire week. That's where the time and effort goes. I've never seen so many conversations validating this team. Never seen so many injury reports in my life. Uh, Searching Byron Jones' name every single week. All that is done now, and I have my life back. And I honestly, I think like I might solve cold fusion and cure cancer in the first weekend the Dolphins don't play. It's, you know it's up for debate. I've created a new sci-fi universe. I'm going to tell you about it. It's about gems and everything. Don't worry, I got a whole thing now. Like this is I'll... it was. It's uplifting. I'm just hurt that they did it to us again, dog. And we we've made this comparison several times before about just being in a horrible relationship, and we just keep taking them back. And I am just hurt that we allowed them to do it to us again. There were the even, years when mm-hmm. there were the years when we had the, the apathy was great. We were mm-hmm. disconnected. We were enjoying football. You know what we were like? We were like Mike Ryan and and oh uh, who who was wearing the generic NFL hat, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, we were, Rob Lowe. We were fans of all 32, just having yeah. fun watching all football. And then they drew us back in when Tua came along. Now, and this, this, is, this season happened. Yeah. And now I don't know what to do anymore. See, like yesterday when Kale tried this, in Dolphins, and it's like, you call them It's like, I think they did too. You can't insult yeah. me with, with facts. No. But to go back to your relationship thing, I don't know who you fooling. I know you fooling. I don't know. I I feel like you and John is just be like lying to yourselves. Because in the moment after that Patriot loss, you know what I said? I could be right back here next year. Oh, uh, you know what's gonna happen? Two is gonna be Tom Brady's backup. And I tried. Rem- now it was we had is- we had like a we had like a running series a few years ago where I was yeah. actively searching for a new team. I think that was the year of the Rams Patriot Super Bowl. I tried. Now, it didn't take. Now it's not gonna work. You yeah, like just enjoy enjoy the ride. The Dolphins are gonna cheat on us mercilessly, but you rather cry in a Honda or Maybach. That is what this is about. And we are just We ain't yeah. even we ain't even in a Maybach. I mean Steven Ross has spent a lot of money. He could spend more money this offseason. Hey, we about to go crazy. You about to you about to see, we might get Jim Harbaugh to be our defensive coordinator. You watch, right? But winning like, the offseason off has worked for exactly one team in NFL history, the Rams. No, no, I work for a couple. And work for, we're, work for winning the offseason. We win the off season. We yeah, win the offseason off no, no, off no. several times they never No, no, bucks. no, 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 no. I actually don't cause the Tyreek level Tyreek Hill level of talent has come now. I could say you can make that comment about now. But I don't think you could have said that in the past. Who else, like the Brandon Marshalls of the world? I don't think that counts as winning the offseason. That's like Mike getting good play. Mike Wallace and everyone Wallace wanted Mike Wallace. Winning the offseason. Tyreek Hill is that level. But like, no, you're not going to get me with those other names. But I say all that to say, dog, we are going to be back in this exact same position. Don't freak out. Enjoy the playoffs. Watch Josh Allen, uh, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Here's Herbert what- in the Final Four in the AFC. Dog, be good. We will be back here next year with Tom Brady, and we could be fine. It could be Tom Brady or Tua. That's it. You know what Tua good for? Tua good for 10 games. Tom right. Brady good for all. So between them two, you all figure it out. That's it. All right. What you worried so, for? If you're scared, last, go to church. I still ain't scared. Thing, I, I'm not scared. I'm just crestfallen. It's am I'm accept all of those, it all of you need actors. you know what you need to do you need to watch more true detective remember when russ cole was our guy and nothing could hurt us yeah i need to go yeah. back to every day just watching russ cole highlights on youtube yes but it takes time to build a, build that cold callus to build that icebox around your heart they melted it away over the first 11 weeks of the season you know what it was it's because too adorable if we it had is. like if we had like an asshole type quarterback this this would have been fine it's because he adorable I, I have his jersey. I can't even tell you the last jersey I had before that. It was maybe Zach Thomas. Well, you, as I said, you and John could lie to yourself about like what you are gonna be doing next year, but we could be right back here. All right. We've survived o- this lot. Yeah. The last thing on the cause you a casual list, you are wearing the shirt and your gym has been making viral yeah. rounds because Equinox has decided to take Gang, the gang, 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 gang. It's- Take a yeah. weird stance against yeah. new gym memberships in January. Fuck y'all can you niggas. please tell us why your gym is being so elitist and literally not allowing people to sign up? What y'all could. Honestly, be honest with yourself. What y'all gonna do? What y'all come here to do? If y'all... Oh, yeah. It, no, yeah. And if y'all always going to do this, it's about the people who are already members at any gym. And I'm sure I know... Hey, I know Jimmy. sitting there like, fuck. <laughs> Why didn't I think of this? Because, oh, boy, no, no, no. You, know how much, you know how much Bahamians love VIP and platinum? Imagine if you make them wait a month Jeez. and be like, yeah, yeah, you can't start for a month. And then in the next month, use a new person. Like, yeah, it's kind of valuable to get that coins in right now. Because what does this do? This didn't change the change the actual policy, but it got the people going. And it, it did just get said, people talking. And I yeah. believe their February membership rate is going to be ridiculous just because people hate when you tell them no. That's like, all how of dare you? That's all of it. So, like, hey, MacFit was doing it based on price. You don't got to do that. You just got to be like, nah, like, we we good right now. We solid with the people who we got. But if y'all want to come later, like, I don't know, y'all could wait around for that. Still eat what you want in January. Get that dry January going. Maybe do some research and how you got lift, like some gym etiquette. But for real, I honestly myself have never been bothered by the January thing. I think it's like a, a funny thing for gym people to talk yeah. about. I don't be bothered by them people. What you no, I mean it. It gets it. It's it's no more annoying than any peak gym time hour yeah. is. I mean, I I'm not I'm not gonna lie. At the very beginning, you have more peak hours, but it dissipates rather quickly. Like this morning, kind of this morning, kind of threw me for a loop. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're going lots on 5.30 never 30, full, Yeah. I can listen up that full like at a time, but after a while, it dissipated very quickly because they ain't trying to keep We it know up. what oh, kind yeah. of gym people we are. We're going to put a me and mug on our face, put headphones <laughs> in, don't talk to anyone, look like an asshole, fist bump the people we know and keep it moving. That's it. That will not change regardless of how many people are in the gym. And then we're going to go back in a half hour. What do veteran gym people do when someone's on the machine? Hey, how much more you get? All right. And then when you just look like you know what you're doing, you just sit there on your phone and be like, no, I can wait. I can. I can for a bit. You know, the only times that it really matters. Oh, I just is... restructure my entire workout to avoid. Yeah. yeah so, see, To that's avoid my all thing. of that, I just restructure my entire workout. I see, like, like that's my thing. Like, um, the people who want to join a gym, you could join a gym. You don't have to go to Equinox. You can go to any other gym. You really could go anywhere. That's them telling their members, hey, we got y'all solid for this month. It might come in February. But the people who y'all gonna get in February are gonna be people who know what they want to do. They're doing it for their current members, which I mean, last I checked, that's supposed to be your business. If you're in a relationship, who you worry about? You worry about your partner. If you worry about all that other shit, then you get those people might leave. Those people might leave and go to another gym. You focus on the star player. You know what Equinox has? It sounds like they have an agenda. And a part yes. of having mm. an NBA podcast, any part yeah. of NBA media, there are certain agendas that you have to push. And I want to get to our list for this week. And I thought mm. which I thought the first part of the season or the first few weeks of the season seemed to be trending in this direction
1: yeah.
0: before all of the video game numbers started. It looked like the coronation of Jason Tatum like, it, it, looked looked like, like it, it looked like yeah, it was coming ready and looked like it was coming like people were ready to put the crown on his head like oh he came close he went through he did it the right way that people love there was the losing for years there were there was coming close to a great dynasty but not quite getting over the hump and now it looked like this was the year for him to actually get beyond that and mm-hmm. claim the league as his own before everyone else was like eh, i don't know it's still maybe it's still maybe yeah. but it just They're looks still number less. 1 in the east <laughs> yeah but, but, I mean, it, it's a lot of people coming for that corner now. Listen, I get it. When I had the choice to make, my boy was like, yo, do you want to go see the Celtics or you want to go see uh, Kyrie in the Nets? I said I want to go see Celtics. Come to find out, the Nets game, much better. Game winning a shot by Kyrie Irving <laughs> in Toronto. But... I still think that the Celtics are on pace. Can't imagine if they had Ime right now, what this team would look like. But Robert Williams is coming back, is back. They are integrating him into it. They're going to get healthy. And then they're going to make a move before the deadline. Like, they know that this is not done yet. And I think it, like, imagine in my head that, you know, the scene in the Avengers when it's, Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man looking down at Thanos, and they say, we yeah. know it's a trap. That's how I feel the Celtics are looking down at the rest of the Eastern Conference. He's <laughs> like, yo, we know we're going into this, but they have JB and Jason Tatum, and I think that they are still on pace, and they are going to get, which is going to be mind-boggling. Like, they might not get the number one seed, sure, but they will get the nobody believes in this factor because people will be picking the bucks and the nets. That's just what it is. And the there are so are many, get. but you know that is the most coveted prize in sports, and I feel like one through eight, oh. eight in the East is going to have that, though, and the, the, the thing the thing about the East and why it, it is a trap is because even though everything else was going on, right, you know the Bucs are still going to be the Bucs because they have the most Giannis, unstoppable play in the NBA. The actual best play in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't even talk about it earlier, but <laughs> yeah. you know... But we do have the MVP section. You know, they still have that. And you knew once once the Nets just played basketball, this is what it would look like. The problem is, can you believe in the Nets just playing basketball for like five more months? That's the only issue, you know. Are they going to be (laughs) off the court, issue free for the rest of the time? Because if they are, This is what it looks like. Remember when they first got together and this was happening just about every night for a stretch and we would post the scores in the group and be like, this is terrifying. That's what this team could be. But are they going to stay away from everything else? It's, I mean, Kyrie's Duncan now, so it seems fine. Hey, you know, it was a moment for me. That game when... Shalom. That game when Cam Thomas gone off, I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, Hmm. that was a real niggas in trouble game because when they put... Remember when they was running out there last season towards the end, when Cam Thompson and fucking, uh, what's the bubble MVP name? I forget his name now. It's escaping me. T.J. Warren. When they are back cooking with KD and Kyrie, it is a terrifying team. But here's the thing. This is how you know it's terrifying. Nobody talks about Ben Simmons anymore. He's just not mentioned. The fact that he's not mentioned is the greatest thing in all of this go play defense go play defense and rebound that's it and not hit these overs when i put money on you jackass. and simmons we need you to average six eight and ten and play defense please do they can that need a little, they can need a little more than six ten they can they can need them to be getting 17 sometimes, sometimes get 17 that's insane Okay, no, they can lose. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, don't do not set Ben up for failure like that. mom was drafted number one overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're doing too much. You're doing too much right now. You're doing too much. You're doing too much. No, no. Okay, let's I still believe in him outside of that. And I think to go back to the one thing that could beat them is like quote unquote distractions. Uh you will notice because you know uh me and my history. Sometimes you just have to yell at your boy. And you don't want to yell at yeah. him. You don't want to yell at him in public, but in private, you could be like, "But what the fuck? Why are you freaking yourself out right now? Doing X, Y, Z? Stop talking about to this girl, about her. What school is she gone to? Yeah, we we know that had we know that has to be going on. Like we know. So that. I believe that Kevin Durant was like, "But please shut the fuck up and just play basketball for a little bit. You yeah, saw they not- Almost took the shit away from you." Shit the this, fuck is up, play ball. this is why I was so upset at hit him the day when shit hit the fire. Uh, yes, a part of it is what he was saying. But I was really upset because I thought he just fed the fire when he could have deaded the whole thing. Because you saw when he came back, if he had just if he had had that same kind of savvy towards PR when they were asking and, him these questions the second time around, when he just deaded everything, this never would have been a controversy. It could have no. been done from that very day. When it when uh it rose to be the biggest story, but yeah, I guess that's all behind them for now. But you gotta be tentative because at the end of the day, it still is the Nets' agenda item number two. Luca is this generation's empty stat guy. How concerned is Luca with winning? How concerned is Mark Cuban with actually building a winner around him? Is he content with just this happening? Mark Cuban is great at not getting free agents. He's the best at it. He is the best at it. And when I think was the last that, time he got a marquee free agent? They I couldn't even convince uh, Jaylen DeAndre Brunson. Jordan that year. Oh, I was just going to say, Jalen Brunson, their own guy, they couldn't convince to come back for what they were offering. Uh, the Donovan Mitchell package, they should have been involved in that sweepstakes way more than they were. Given up way more assets to get that because, but maybe they thought like too high usage players. Maybe that doesn't work. They were wrong. I would say at this point, and yeah. I, I think that it's not that Luca is an empty stats guy because I don't think he is. I think Luca Luca's proven he could win playoff series, like, and I think that that's a huge thing. Now, is their general manager are they competent enough to draft properly or to like make the right moves to get a guy who is who is close enough? To help Luca get there. this is a team that won with Dirk. So, like, they probably look back every year and think something like that could happen. But I would say Luca winning one championship would be a failure if he was to get even that. But no, no, because absolutely the talent... not. Because nobody, nobody looks at Dirk as a failure. But I will say, no, no, no. I'm saying risk. like, no, like where yeah, Luca has been, has been, been ascended and what he is ascribed. Like when Luca got drafted. Yeah it was like, this could be the greatest offensive player in basketball history. When Dirk got drafted, that was not like the sentiment in people's brain. And no. Dirk wasn't doing this at a young age. As Like Dirk grew into the player he was. So when he, he won that yeah. one, that w- that was seen as more impactful, and he took it down a super team. So yeah. and and also also they built a very very good team around Dirk, and that is not what's happening yeah. with Luca right yeah, now. Yeah, that so they, like, they're, they're actually letting go more assets than keeping players that could help to win a title because yeah. Jalen Brunson is going to be an All Star this year, and you just let him walk for next to nothing. Yeah, so I honestly think like I don't think Luka's an empty stats guy. I don't think James Harden is an empty stats guy. We could get to like maybe for the next podcast make a list of them, but I don't think those people uh, qualify for that. Especially someone who has won before, and then even last year he had multiple people hurt, and then they who did they lose to the the eventual champions? That's who took them out. So I think I think Luca will be fine. I think this regular season as great a numbers as he's putting up, everyone's gonna look at the Mavericks like uh, do something or y'all probably losing in the first round. Like regard and like maybe hope Luka can shoot you out of it or hope for a favorable matchup. My go my dream would be for them to play the Nuggets. I'd love that. Yeah. Okay. So these these next two are gonna kind of have to merge, and I feel like they go together. And I I think this every time I see Greg Popovich do an interview, like he is just chilling right now, and the Spurs are leading Wemby watch because a big part of this season is people tanking for Victor Wembanyama? Like, that has to be it. And if you're not doing that as a franchise, if you're not doing that, then as a fan, I got to look at you side-eye. That's kind of why a lot of people were surprised that the Jazz were actually going for it, because everyone thought, well, you're set up to just be bad this year and then have him mm-hmm. walk into a really good situation. But now they are just winning games for some reason from out of nowhere. But because their players good. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's, that's a problem. That sounds like a them problem. Yeah. Good enough to do what, though, is the question.
1: The oh, Spurs started
0: yeah. off doing the same jazz thing where they, I think they won like six games out of yeah. eight or something like that, and then Pop is like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold, hold, on, on, hold, on, on. hold on, hold on, hold on." If, if I, I am going to stick throws if, with one hand, yeah. If I am going <laughs> to stick around, I need that generational player and everything that comes along with that. So yeah. all of that went and stopped, and now the Spurs firmly atop. Wemby watch, but a sneaky good one that I would actually wouldn't mind seeing him go to. And they need to stay near the basement for this to happen. If he ends up with Charlotte, mm. that could be amazing. That could be. I mean, that team is going to need some vets in the locker room, but that could be a pretty good team. When you look at it, you got to look at them. There, they have to be firmly on Wemby watch. You got the Spurs because the Spurs are twelve and twenty five. Rockets ten and twenty seven. And over in the East, the Hornets are ten and twenty eight. Pistons well, ten and thirty. Him I going, am- him going to the Pistons would also be. <laughs> One of those great core kind I, of moves. I, I have I have two things to say to all what you just said. One, I'm surprised uh-huh. you can have this as a segment on this when you could just be talking wow. about bold bull. Um, that's actually really weird because you think bold bold and Ben Nyamas. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. No, no, so, no, 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 anyway, no. So I'm, I'll just I'll just go move ahead. On to the, the I'm next going thing. to get back to this. And and the next. The next thing would be, um, do I want him to go to Charlotte? Sure, because I know like Bahamans in the NBA thrive best when they're on their second or third team. So <laughs> I feel that Kai's time in Charlotte would be coming yeah, to an I, end. Oh, I, anyway, think, I think either way, his time in Charlotte should be coming to an end, whether yeah, so Wemby goes there or not. I think the best Wemby uh, destination, honestly, is the Pistons. I would love to see yeah. him go to the Pistons, especially if Cade is healthy. And yeah, I think I'm not Cade, mad at that. Cade being healthy would be the number one thing um, for Detroit to get sorted out and dog next season. Like you you see what's happening right now. Let, let those other dudes play. Like that that team would have, that team would have Cade, Jaden, Ivy, Wemby, Isaiah Stewart, not terrible. Um, He tried to fight LeBron and that's a very important thing to not be afraid of LeBron. Yeah. You just signed a bunch of, a bunch of uh, veteran free agents and see how it goes from there. You build around that, but you basically have more or less I I mean not calling them the Thunder, but you have kind of that same model. Yeah. And if if Wemby is going to be this generational Thailand, the, what people are calling the best prospect it ever, is. then I guess it you do is. kind of have the thunder. <laughs> My favorite thing is going to be I, next year. i he's not... When Wemby is averaging like 24, 12, and 6, and then I can put his numbers next to Bull ball numbers. He's not, not going like, to average... Crazy. He's not going to average 24, 12, and 6 as a run. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, let's oh, turn that. No, yes, no. Turn this. No, okay. This is not being anti-Wemby to All say... That. He's not going to be Tim Duncan So wait, wait, average wait. in six assists. No, why, he can't be Tim, why he can't be Tim Duncan? Not right away. He's not going to be as good as Tim Duncan right away. Tim Duncan was ready to be no, no, in no. the NBA right away. No, no, no. I'm saying like him versus rookie Tim Duncan, not him versus our like peak version of Tim Duncan. Of course not. No. No, I think rookie Tim Duncan is going to be better than rookie Wemby okay I'm just saying that I think that those stats will hold up because of the video game are numbers you, that we see yeah are because, you writing this down okay. yeah yeah because of what the because of the inflated numbers that we see already so like when people average a certain amount of points no this is what I'm saying I'm not saying you're wrong in terms of actual ability to play I yeah. just mean of the pace of the game that's going Agreed. to give someone more opportunity to average more points and maybe get more rebounds and more assists so lebron james 18 seven seven in his rookie year probably right now would translate to like 24 10 and 8 i also feel like for, yeah. i don't i don't think a rookie big man one is even going to have the amount of shot opportunities in the green light to even oh yeah you know 24. you don't you, you don't believe in kate cunningham that's fine we can move on no, I think if you're a rookie guard who always has control of the ball, then that is more what I mean is that those numbers. What I mean is that Cade is going to facilitate this and be like, "Oh, okay, I can do this." But okay, this is neither here nor there. I know, I know. your turn. I mean, no, I see know. you. You establish. <laughs> you trying to establish this whole thing, turning me into an anti-Wemby guy when that is not the case. All I said was one day in the group. I said, "You say he's bold, bold." bold. You no, know, I said if Bull Bull grew up in a different culture under different circumstances, he had the opportunity to be this. So, and he so is, I, I, just, I just have a question. Of this. Yeah, I just have a question. So, you say different culture, different circumstances. Well, yeah, so where Bull learned the skills from then? If he wasn't playing basketball, no, in, this culture, in these circumstances, you know, no. Oregon that's all you mean, right. Yeah, because at high yeah. school he could do whatever he wants, but that's a so big he, so deal. So he though. grew up, but he grew up in the culture no, and the circumstances. Not, not just not just not just in Oregon, not just in Oregon. When he got to the NBA too, because the Nuggets did not want him to have this game, and that's well, the they, reason why it didn't work out for him with the Nuggets. They they had that they had that villain uh, playing center, so they wasn't going to give no one else time over him. I mean, he didn't, have to, he didn't have to play. Look, man, I'm not saying Ball Ball is Victor Ramayama. I'm saying you cannot deny it's a similar skill set. It's like denying that LeBron and Ben Simmons have similar skill sets. No, I, I do not deny that. I just was like, okay, guys, I remember this game. I was like, no, this is not close. <laughs> this no, is, one I, cl- no one said it was No one said it was close. I'm going to Nobody. love the fuck out of next year. It's going to be great. <laughs> okay, not A single person. Not a single person on this planet said it was close. But anyway, okay. I can, I can go ask them. I can go ask them. After this. Finally, go on. On the, finally on the agenda, we think the Lakers are going to make the trade, the trade that everyone's <laughs> been waiting on, the minute the NFL has one bad playoff game. No, okay. So I think the NBA, right, knows that they cannot go one for one, punch for punch with the NFL. Does not happen. No, you Christmas I Day, think? Christmas Day proved that. Don't ever do that again. Especially for me, NFL. I never want my team to play on Christmas Day ever again.
1: Christmas Day is
0: fine. I don't want us to play on holidays at all because the Dolphins ever. lost on Christmas Day and New Year's Day. So none of that never, works. None yeah, of that works for the Dolphins. You know, now I go into the West Coast next year burnt into my brain is just that oh miami people don't do good well out here i mean maybe i shouldn't drink so much maybe i, should I was, just like that was that was such a terrible idea why did they do that to us and derail uh, the whole thing the whole thing three games in a right even. anyway so what, I, what i'm saying is listen the nba is going to wait for their right moment to pounce so if you see two of these games don't shake like say we have uh some kind of upset right and upsets instead of the, the dream matchup um, of the four great quarterbacks in the AFC. Um, but I think, well, five, But say like Trevor Lawrence sneaks his way into the the divisional round and then they just get trounced and then say the Eagles were to somehow lose and then like the Giants or someone is in, or not even the Giants because they too well know, like the the Lions sneak their way into the divisional and then they get like the shit beat off them in the best weekend of the NFL season. I think in that moment on that Monday (laughs) or that Sunday, the Lakers will be like, hey, you know what? Let's make the move. You just gotta take everything from the Jazz now, man. Like, we Well, just, I mean, just give us all those players. Yeah, I know how inside is twenty twenty, but they gotta be kicking themselves with the Pacers trade. But that's, uh, I, I, I mean, everyone's got them. Uh, everyone's got to move on from that. But let's go. But hold on, one quick back to the Pacers. Do you even want Buddy to move, or you want him to stay? I kind of want him to stay. Okay, I do want him to stay, but I do also understand the business of the NBA and. Benedict Matherin is a legitimate star. And at some point, they're going to have to make a decision with that because you're not going to be able to keep bringing that guy off the bench. You can Mm. do it now when he's a rookie, but I don't know how much longer you're going to be able to do that. So Mm. that's why I thought it it was the move to make. Let's move on to who is him. Basically, this is our player of the week, an indication that a player, not, I mean, I don't even want to say a player that's arrived, but I think because of what we talked about with numbers, we could just quick hit on who's your front runner for MVP at this point. Uh, we talked about Tatum, Luca. I think Luca has to be the front runner for MVP right now, and I'm saying that even though the Mavericks don't have the record, they the Mavericks right now are a four seed. The last person to win MVP with that with his team, given that kind of numbers, was Russ, and that's the season he averaged a triple double. What Luca's putting up right now, I think he, I put him up there as a front runner. Of course, you got. Cinch, but i mentioned droning excellence he's not going to get it three times who you got front runner for mvp i think um my front runner for mvp or who i actually think is, is just this right who sh- just who it is right now just right now based on based on these first whatever how, how deep are we into the season almost 40 games just your front runner right I, now. I, I honestly think that the mvp should go to jason tatum i'm not even kidding i think you lose your head coach and your team is number 1 in the east regardless of the numbers uh because I, again the playoffs is so different in the NBA it almost becomes a different sport like yeah the numbers are all well and good but i think it comes down to Tatum and Giannis right like the bucks honestly for as much injuries and stuff as they have had they are two games behind uh first place and i i get the whole like Luka narrative the nuggets lose one game and they tumble to fourth in the western conference like this is how closely these things are kind of jumbled up and you could put up great numbers but if jokic won two mvps and yeah they made the conference finals in the bubble but i think two straight first round exits is is the record on that one um for luca i think yes they he made the conference finals just last year but now you're sitting at fourth in the east I don't know that you give the MVP because someone lost an all-star caliber person on their team. And now their usage has increased over someone who is like, yeah, I'm playing with great players. We have a different way to to assess it. Yeah. And finally, let's go basketball player versus Hooper. This is our segment. If you listen to us before, you know what it is, but for the uninitiated, we take basketball and pop culture news and we try to figure out if that person is a basketball player or a Hooper. We're not going to explain what that means. You should just know hooper. it when you hear it. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to start with Junk New because Junk New has obviously been, it's back and has been yeah, the yeah. biggest talking point here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one one family, basketball player or Hooper? Uh, basketball player. I go the opposite way. I think one family is a Hooper. No, no, no. Saxons is Hoopers. Uh, See, I think the tradition. I think both the Sox and Zan Volley boys. I think well, they're on the list. I think both of them are basketball players. I think no, 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 so no, no. One, because fa- one found. Let me tell you why. And their choreography is good. Like that precision reminds me of Tim Duncan level type of success. Yes, and but that's what they I think also about play. It. They also play a ridiculous amount of current pop culture songs like Super Gremlin and <laughs> Under the Influence and stuff like that. That's cool. Super Gremlin. They did. Oh, they Super Never mind, Hooper. Hooper, 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 All right, and- yeah. Andor, the latest in the Star Wars uh, spinoff saga. I'm going to go Hooper with that because I think and- Andor is really good. I'm going to go Hooper. Dog, Hooper, best show of the year. I never thought I would say this. I never really? thought I would say a Star Wars show, show was the best show. show of the year. Actually, no, the bear might still be the best show of the year, but Andor is like very, very close. I was watching that shit like amazed that they were pulling this off i was in the same universe you have fucking ewoks and light swords you have this crazy please watch andor i'm, <laughs> I'm telling you like no get out of here get out of am good i'm disgusted a- avatar avatar two and the blue people i have not watched this yet but i don't like james cameron basketball player or hooper De- basketball player a thousand percent yeah, basketball, basketball player. player this is all this is all technique. This is all technique. Yeah, Love the game. Always. I don't know what this is. This and, stealing, and stealing storytelling. So yeah. yeah. So, basketball player, yeah. I mean, right, Drake of so, Ghostwriters. Yeah, but his delivery, though. Is the that's delivery true, of yeah. Avatar? Yeah, and you know. You know. Nah, all right. Nah, Christmas I know. family gatherings. Basketball player or Hooper?
1: I think like basketball
0: to, player. I like to approach you like a basketball player. player. Like, you go in yeah. there as it gotta be different like for instance where i am right now i have to take a basketball player approach if i uh, then i hoop in then i hoop and then i just up there i'm not even looking at the rim i dribbling behind my back like yo let's go going over to people house at 8 p.m when they like it's like no 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 that's when you do the drop by pop in i'm not doing a drop by pop in here no new year new year's parties basketball player or hooper basketball player too much planning too 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 meticulous there's 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 no no, there's no freewheeling there's no room for creativity it's just very rigid and then if you make your wrong choice you're done for the night we tried to have creativity and some freewheeling anyway i remember my time on the road no no i remember my time on the road you know what used to be the best nights out when you was a hooper you get a random october it's all hoopers a random November night. That's a, that's a Hooper night. When there's too much planning going involved, you got to do this for an event. You got to make sure your fit look good. No, no, no. That's basketball player type shit. The, ol- the only basketball player night or one of the few uh, basketball player nights that used to hit every time was Halloween. And New Year's yes. Eve does not, no longer yeah. has the same panache that Halloween does. Yes, but yes, Halloween correct. I agree moment. with you. All
1: right, agree last one.
0: Benoit Blank, nice exactly. Basketball player hooper. 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 Definitely Hooper. 100% Hooper. hooper. Hooper, All right. for the love of the game. My boy was playing, like, what, what's the stupid game the children play <laughs> with Kareem and Murder, She, Road, Gal? And he was yeah, just, he's, like, he's excited the to play. The, yo, just a Hooper, just for the love of the game. Like, he don't care. Anyway, he'll solve any crime for you. All right. That'll yeah. do it this week for the casuals. Um, we Listen, we say this every time, but we are actually going to be more consistent, damn it, because like Kari said, this is my job. So some, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it may just be me. So we're going to some got to shake like some got to like shake like two though. to three times a week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like so match. much basketball talk. I want to be on because the next we... football podcast just to complain because we ain't talking about football no more. Football is stupid, dumb, stump. No one likes it. Right. Stupid. Go TCU. We out. Stay woke. Deuces. Stay woke.